to episode 128 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. And we are broadcasting live in front of a literal captive audience uh, here at Castle Wolfenstein. And uh, I am joined, of course, by my co-host, the real housewife of Transylvania, the mistress of Merlot, the Michael Phelps of wine, ladies and gentlemen, Ashes Von Nightmare. Gamera is really neat. He's got stinky turtle feet. You need a shower, Gamera. We are also joined, as per usual, as always and forever, by the producer extraordinaire, the... Most huggable man in podcasting, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Wolfenstein. You know, I've been thinking about that for a whole week, and I still don't know what you mean. You will know by the end of this episode. You will know. Wow. You will understand. That's that's quite the tease. It is. It is a two-week tease. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I apologize. I I was going to say I apologize (laughs) for everyone's blue balls. So, it does remind me of a joke. Why Why is Santa Claus so angry? Because he only comes once a year. Why are we why? Why, why he, are we getting into the lame Santa he, jokes? Why does he not have children? Because he comes down the chimney. Oh, it's so <laughs> lame. Yeah, but those are the only two I know. And now I'm done. Oh, thank, thank God. God. So, <laughs> at least we can agree on that. Yes. So, today we are talking about everyone's favorite turtle kaiju, Gamera. But uh, before we get into that, we have a returning guest that you may have already heard him speak a little bit. Uh, welcome back to the show uh, for the second consecutive episode, uh, Timmy Cricks. Timmy Cricks in the hizzy <laughs> right here. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Good to be here talking about my old pal Gam. Yes, Gamera. Gamera. I think Gamera. it depends on. There's, there's a whole variety of ways to say a yeah, whole Gamera variety of things. Or Gamera. It's, a, it's, it's a regional thing. Yeah. It's a di- it's a local it, it, dialect. Yes. Gamera. Gamera. Or I think, uh, Gamera. If ooh. you want to sound real, you know, authentic. Or Kamera. Ooh. If you want to get real. Real Japanese. Real Japanese. I just like to call him the turtle guy. Turtle guy. So. I like turtles. We're going to be talking about. I like turtles. We're going to be talking about him this week. Right but here. But first. Uh, Ashes, you have a little uh, getting into character segment that you wanted to uh, talk to us about. Yeah. So I thought what would be really super duper so much fun is if we went around and kind of created our own kaiju. Heck Like yeah. if you could create a kaiju. I was just saying this off air. There should be like a Build-A-Bear, like a create a kaiju. Yes. Where you I would go, go and to create a kaiju up, so hard. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I am so there. All. So if you could create a kaiju to put out there into the kaiju universe. Kaijuverse. What would you build? What would you do? And what would the powers be? Patsy. Oh, well, mine would obviously be some sort of uh, amphibious shark monster. So it'd be kind of like street sharks. Only I think it would have to have a hard... uh, very durable plating. So I think I would combine like a great white, but also give it the armor plating of like a Dunkleostis. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So you know what's up. Oh, yeah. Those things used to eat turtles. They have a very sharp. Their mouths are just gnarly. Those teeth 
just it's yeah, draw it, business up front. Yes. Uh, no party in the back, just business all <laughs> yeah, the way. I, I haven't really looked at the back that much because it can't get past the, the, the business up front. Uh, we will post pictures of what a Dunkleosis looks like because those things are badass and they are scary. Um, so I would I would have it like that. Obviously, you would have to have some sort of water manipulation power, uh, some sort of energy beam as a final attack, obviously teeth claws because i wouldn't give it flippers although i might give it flippers with like retractable digits that it can kind of pull into its fins so you know when it's in the water it can move faster but when it's on land it can kind of like how cats have retractable claws same type of thing right same principle yeah so hands can come out so it can actually do battle and fight and obviously would have legs that it could also retract uh into its fins so uh, and I'm gonna have to try and like draw a picture of like what this would look like, but yeah, that's what I would I would go with. Sweet. How about uh, how about you there, Ashes? Okay, so I'm gonna paint a picture for you guys, right? So I'm just, ready. just bear with me. Ready. So a really big penguin. Okay, like really cute, just tuxedo penguin with a unicorn horn, and then kind of like a. It, it, it down its back would be scales like a stegosaurus and it would have kind of like a like a stegosaurus like tail as well so it would be this like uni penguin Pe- stegosaurus you, yeah 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 and like it. it would have like laser eyes yep and it would also like throw fish at you <laughs> would they be razor sharp or real fish they would be like, like, like. Throw starfish like ninja stars. Yeah. God, yes. Genius. And like, you know, use, use like the, 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 like throw like hammerhead sharks and, and like the, the, what, what, what am I thinking? Like the, the fish with the razor. The goblin sharks. Yeah. Or no, not the goblin ones, but like the ones angler that had like fish. the, yeah, the, the, the razor. But no, you're talking, I'm talking about the one with like. Swordfish? Really, yes. Sailfish? Yeah, they're like, <laughs> like, like razor. They're like I'm stick like, into yeah, a, like a dart. Like, like swordfish, like, like throw like swordfish, like daggers. That's legit. I mean, the the swordfish population would really probably take a hit, but like a marlin, yeah, like a, like, like a pointy, like a pointy, yeah, like one of those, or like electric fish. eels. But it wouldn't be like like the, my uni penguinosaurus wouldn't be electrocuted. Like you would be electrocuted. Stenguincorn. St- uh. mm. Stenguin corn sounds like a brand of cream corn. Because <laughs> it is. Oh, man. But yeah. And oh, and it, it would waddle, too. It would have like a penguin waddle. It would have like a really adorable waddle that kind of. Right. Like it would be kind of like, cute. oh, he's lovable. But then he would like totally. And he would have like city. big kind of like anime eyes. Ooh, big so anime eyes. Like, oh, my God. It's the so uni penguinosaurus. Like, it's adorable. It's Where's come Hatsune to give Miku? us fish. She's going to be right here for a concert with like, uni pegasaurus. <laughs> but like. He would be a good guy too. He'd kind of be like a Gamera. Like right. people would be right. like, "Oh no, maybe we're the under first attack." Appearance, he'd be like a little bad, but, but like people because he he would be misunderstood. Right? Yeah. Nobody asked him, you know, what his deal was. Right. Yeah. Right. Like he, nobody knew. Nobody really knows like who he is or what he is or why he's here. So he's just misunderstood. But right. but second movie, right? They're like, no, this is our dude. Like yeah. he's coming to save the day. Heck like. Yeah. You know, we we want him here. 
stabbing bitches with his horn. Right. Yeah. Only bitches. Only bitches. Only bitches. Nobody who doesn't deserve it. <laughs> what about you? Uh, so, like, this is this is pretty intense. But so, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like cryptozoology or cryptids mm-hmm. at all. Yep. So, I've always been obsessed with one, the the Tetzel worm, which is like a cat and a like slinky snake like body. Yeah. So, I would love to see like a large, huge scale Tetzel worm, but I want its entire body to be like plated in scales like a pangolin. So I want it to have like Ooh, these yeah. armored scales Ooh. that are kind of pointing out as it slithers around. And then it's got its two front, you know, limbs that it uses to kind of like drag itself forward, which would be maybe part bionic. But I'm not sure that could be the sequel. We could start organic and have it be the the natural, you know, well, because I mean, you don't want to give it all away in the first movie. You don't. You know what? But I think they could maybe be like a like a pangolin or like an anteater's claws where they're kind of like these long curved talons rather than claws, but the face is very feline. And then it would like kind of like crawl around. It could tunnel. It could burrow through the ground and like undermine buildings and stuff. And it would be really hard for another kaiju like Gamera to fight because it would spend a lot of time underground. And that's usually Mm -hmm. like, you know, not his forte. So it would make a good battle. And, uh, And then there would definitely have to be the ability to fire out the scales on its tail so that way when it's running away it could like shoot them backwards Ooh, to kind of like be a like defense mechanism yeah, kind of like a defense mechanism okay. as like a, if you're on on its tail it'll shoot them out and then um when it's all business time you know it would be able to fight with its kind of front limbs um but primarily it would open its mouth and it would have its inside of its mouth would be a, like a lamprey Oh, okay. It would be like this swirling vortex of teeth. So, so like, like, you'd be like, oh, look at the kitty. Oh, like, no, Bleh. don't look at the kitty. So it would be able to, like, basically, like, bore holes into things as it, like, bit it. Um, and also, there would have to be a variety of laser beam. And because I'm me, it'd be a purple laser beam. Boom. Ooh. Plus, you know, the rolling pangolin attack would be devastating. Right. Similar to uh, Angerus. Yeah, exactly. It would borrow a page from Angris's, uh, you know, book there. But yeah, it could. It, it would definitely be able to kind of roll and and spiral forward too. If it needed to really travel forward quickly, it could mm-hmm. do that. And then it could launch itself and latch onto Gamera and like kind of bore a hole in his shell. And I mean, I, I think it'd be a good fight. I think it is a good fight. Uh, that's pretty good. I never thought about a, a about a pangolin as a kaiju, but. It's got all the hallmarks. It's got the mm-hmm. claws. It's got the the scales. It can stand up. It can go on all fours. That's a good. That's a good call. Yeah, it would have a hard time like having a final phase where it like stood upright or did anything unique. I I don't know how it would actually like up its game. But It'd I'm have thinking to be, like I'm, a final desperate attack. It needs like a final desperation attack, which I'm not sure what it would be. But I do I do want to see it fail in the first appearance and then come back as like Mecha Mecha Tetzel. Saurus, Rex, whatever you want to call it. Mecha Tetzel Pangolin. So let us know what you would create if you created a kaiju. Hit us up on the Facebook page, on Twitter. At let us know. Thursday Pod or uh, throwdownthursdaypodcast at gmail.com. So before we get into, uh, we take, we're going to take a quick break. But before we do that, a lot of folks are familiar with Gamera. Because of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah! 
So we are definitely going to touch on that in the not too distant future. That's true. This Thursday. La la la. Um, So we're going to go to a quick break, but we're going to leave you with the Gamera song from Mystery Science Theater 3000. So Wolfie, whenever you are ready. Let's go, Gamera. 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 Gamera is really neat. Gamera is filled with meat. We've been eating Gamera. Shell, teeth, eyes, flames, claws, breath, scales, fun. Dr. Forrester is kind of a jerk. And Frank is really dumb, too. We have to take part in these lame experiments. But do we complain? No. No. Yes. Huh? So we hike all over the place. And talk of a thousand wonderful days. Everybody now. Gamera is really sweet. He is filled with turtle meat. Now we have commercial signs. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Hey, guys, this is James Thomas, director of Megalodon, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. More fish flakes, sweet friend. Oh, Tibby, my Tibby, my heart is a mess. I don't have a protective shell over my chest. So people can hurt me with the cruel things they do. Yet somehow, sweet Tibby, I know you hurt too. Oh, Tibby, my Tibby, reality's hard. So, Tibby, let's play in the yard. Oh, Tibby, oh, Tibby, he runs like the wind. 
a couple of inches, <laughs> and then back again. Ah, uh, may I take a verse? Well, if you feel it, Crow. Oh, I do. Well, <clears throat> Crow, then by all means, join me, won't you? Five, six, seven, eight. Tippy. It's Tippy. Uh, oh, Tippy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I love you, my fine little fella. Even though you gave the whole family salmonella. No, no, it's not their fault. It isn't their fault. Crow, you take everything good and you rip my heart out. Jeez, I, I'm sorry. Come on, Crow, let him finish his song. Come on. Oh, okay. Go That's ahead, a Tom. stupid old turtle. Go ahead, Tom. Thank you, Cambots. Tibby, my Tibby, your blood may be cold. But I know that your heart burns as hot as a coal. It burns with the love only turtles can feel. Tibby, is our love real? My Tibby, I'll never let the dog nose around your bowl, but you know that, don't you? I can see it in your beady little eyes. If you high center on your rock, Tibby, I'll be there to help you down. The toilet's not your fate, friend. You'll always run free. Tibby, long as you have me. Do you realize a robot just sang a love song to a turtle? That was really good, Tom. <laughs> And that, of course, is from uh, I forget which one of those Gamera episodes. I think it's the first one um, when they did Gamera. Kenny. Like Gamera, Gamera the Invincible. Yeah, like the first one. Yeah, so yeah, the one with Kenny. Yeah, Kenny, because so, because Tibby was Kenny's turtle. Yes, turtle. that was the name of right. his turtle, and he thought it was turned into Gamera. Yes, because he's a stupid it, it, it kid. Did not. Right? His dad tells him to go throw it into the lake, which is clearly the ocean. Yeah, throw it into that lake there. Oh, okay, because okay, I'm stupid. Dad, I hate you. <laughs> uh, once again, you heard uh, during the commercials, you heard the Power Slam uh, advertisement. And we are still offering the Throwdown Free, all caps, all one word. Enter that promo code for our listeners only at powerslam.tv for a free month. Whether you're a fan of indie wrestling or not. Something maybe you know you're tired of streaming the same old stuff. Check out Power Slam. It's got wrestling from all over the world, all all different types. There's intergender fights. There's you know women's wrestling. There's luchador stuff. You know stuff from different countries. There's thousands of hours. So if you're a fan or you're not a fan, but you're thinking about you know maybe getting into it and seeing what what it's all about, check this. Check these guys out. Like right, like. Media is going to be just inundated with Christmas stuff. So if Christmas isn't your thing, check out Power Slam. You want people to just slam each other around instead of having to watch Santa, you know, come only once a year. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like if Black Friday was a streaming service. You want to see people getting body slammed and put through tables. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Do they have wrestling that takes place at like Target? I'm sure they do. I'm sure there is wrestling. There is wrestling for pretty much every every type of genre. So if you're a wrestling fan that's tired of the same old predictable storylines from WWE, check these guys out because they have 
everything. So, again, that code is THROWDOWNFREE, all caps, all one word. Get a free month of powerslam.tv. That's so cool. Like, I that's so. really super cool. Yeah, these guys are, like, the first, like, partnership that we have on the show. Like, like I'm for, really looking forward to checking this out. Yeah. Yes. I've watched some of it. It's It's pretty interesting stuff. Like, there's... You know, you're watching, you know, stuff from Ireland. You're watching stuff from Spain. You're watching stuff from Mexico. Watching stuff from Japan. Like, it's so yeah, cool. Yeah, that right there is cool because where else are you going to find that? Yeah, it's 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 hard to find. So, speaking of Japan, let's talk about some kaiju. Let's talk about Gamera. Gamera! Now, Gamera's name, he was created in... Uh, well, he debuted in 1965. He was created prior to that. But he was created by... Yonijiro Saito, and his name is a combination of Kame, which is the Japanese word for turtle, and Ra, which is a common suffix for kaiju characters. Gojira, you know. Mothra. Mothra, yeah. Gizra. So, so he's Kamera, if you want to. Turtle Ra. Yes. Turtle they, kaiju. They're all part of one big family. One big happy kaiju family. Yeah, so maybe it's like maybe like their 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 species name. All I can picture is like a bunch of kaiju like linked arms like skipping through like a field. Ooh. I think that was uh the one of the Godzilla films. Oh, I'm just sitting around lonesome because I got no friends. That's Minya. I know. <laughs> oh, Minya, you're terrible. <laughs> so if you're unfamiliar with him, he's gone through a couple of different transformations, as has Godzilla since his debut. In well, and what was great is uh, Gamera was actually created in response to Godzilla, like wanting to kind of be competition yeah. with Godzilla. Yeah, they've never fought. But, well, no, right. they've never fought because Gamera kind of gained all of this notoriety on his own and just kind of took off. And if you, you know, you'll see that the original studio was responsible for all the movies throughout the 60s. But then Toho, who was responsible for Godzilla, actually acquired Gamera in the 90s when they reissued, uh, you know, they kind of revived the character and did Mm -hmm. that trilogy of movies from the 90s. And Toho clearly recognized that it was a big enough uh, character that they wanted in. Yeah. Now, he is not currently part of the legendary monster verse that we know of. However, if you go to the Monarch Sciences website, and you and I were actually talking about this, Tim, yeah. a couple yeah, weeks we ago. Yeah, we were. Yep. If you go to the Monarch Sciences website, um, and you f- also follow them on Twitter, because you get like different updates of like where Godzilla is as he travels around the world. Like The most recent update that came, uh, well, when we recorded this, was that he was headed towards Tokyo. And usually when this happens, there goes Tokyo. when Godzilla go, heads go, towards... Godzilla. When he heads towards and it, like he disappeared for a while and then showed up outside of uh, San Diego, the first trailer was released. The first teaser trailer for San Diego Comic Con. Well, Tokyo Comic Con is either happening or has just recently happened, uh, depending on I, I don't know exactly when. Uh, but he was just spotted off the coast of Japan. But there are other Monarch sites. You know, there's one if you've seen the trailer for the. Godzilla King of the Monsters that's coming out uh, in March? March or May? I think it's March because it doesn't want to compete with Avengers 4. Um, there's one site that's, you know, been, there are three sites that have been declassified. One is uh, 
for Ghidorah, one is for Mothra, one is for Rodan, and it has all their specifications. But there's like 30 other sites all around the world. There's one for Skull Island. Awesome. But there's sites all around the world that have no information that haven't been declassified. I mean, there could be a Gamera one. That's what people are thinking. Like, well, could it be Gamera? Could it be Angerus? Well, I guess back in 2015 at New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. they actually revealed a trailer for a Gamera movie that, like, never happened. Or at least really? it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I remember seeing it. Yeah. Like, it was uh, kind of like a teaser trailer, but nothing has af- actually come to fruition yet. That's interesting. Yeah, because the last Gamera movie was Gamera the Brave, which was... Uh, I no, think... no, that was 1973, No, it? Gamera the Brave was, like, the re... the the third revival of the series. Oh, yeah, okay. So they had... They With had the... Toto. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one, but so to- Toho did the 90s uh, trilogy, which I love, mm-hmm. and then after that, they had, there was a w- another one-off movie, Gamera the Brave. I don't know anything about it, but yeah, I know that was a while very ago. little. Uh, other than, so I thought it was in 1973, so apparently what I read was incorrect. Yeah, the, I think it came out in the uh, 2000s. He, uh, the beginning, he's fighting Gauss, like a whole flock of Gauss, and he sacrifices himself. But then, like a little a kid's little pet turtle, ends up becoming Gamera. But the kid calls him Toto, so he looks slightly different. It's almost like a new incarnation. Like yeah, I don't been... like his face. It definitely has like the anime like kind of cutesy sort of eyes, and yeah, I don't know, it just doesn't. I don't really dig it. There's something about Gamera having the more human like eyes in the earlier movies that they're very similar to the Godzilla's C- eyes. Yes. Yeah, they're, Gamera's they're not so always much... has had crazy eyes, though. Like he's yeah. always like looking around all shifty, like ah, well, because he's like... got one eye in each side of his head, so he like he but can they're not see like... what's directly right. Like, but they're not turtle right. eyes. Yeah. They're not no, like they're not. They're not reptilian they're... at all. No, yeah, they're, they're, they they don't they're have more... the slit pupil. They have a circular pupil. Right. Right. Um, now he, if he were to be introduced into this uh, new legendary pictures. Monsterverse with you know the whole monarch thing you know Godzilla Kong Skull Island, uh, he would have to be significantly amped up in size as they did with Kong, because uh, he checks in according to Gojipedia, which is your one stop shop for all the uh, <laughs> kaiju stuff. Yeah, uh, he is fifty five meters. His height has not changed, but his weight has. Uh, so in his first appearance, he was fifty five meters and eighty metric tons. Then he went up to 120 metric tons, which seems uh, probably closer to what he would weigh. To his realistic weight. But in the Gamera the Brave, he's 1,200 metric tons. Wow. So so, so he was eating well. He, he was stayed the same matter. height. It's like <laughs> me. Like in high school, I weighed like 115, 120 pounds. Now I'm 280, but I've stayed the same height. So, so you, you are, you're on the Gamera diet. I am on the Gamera diet. Dark matter. Uh, yeah, it's seafood. Uh, you see food, seafood, and you, you eat, eat it. it. <laughs> um, so he hasn't, he hasn't really, uh, he hasn't, you know, grown in height. height. Yeah, so, so he's, he's just denser now. He would have to be much, uh, much taller because you know you look at um, some of the kaiju, and again, if you look at the Monarch Science Society, it gives you all the different things. Like, for example. Um, King Ghidorah is listed as 500 plus feet with a 900 foot wingspan and a 165 foot camera. You would look like a speck. 
you might as well be, you know, you know, a regular dude fighting King Kong. Or like, like you know, a, a dragon fighting a turtle. Right. Like actual proportions even, for real dragons. Even, you know, um, what's his name there? Um, Mothra. Mothra's wingspan is 810 feet. And it's 50 feet high, you know, because it is a caterpillar. Yeah, with, right, right. It's a butterfly, it... moth. So I mean, Godzilla is around 450, 450 feet. So any one of these, even Young Kong is 100 feet tall. Right. You know, and people are saying, like, he would have zero chance against against Godzilla. So if Gamera does get, you know, introduced... They're gonna have he to needs significant- to be taller. Yeah, they're gonna have to size him up significantly. Yeah, they gotta scale up the game. Keep because- the keep the weight. He yeah. just has no, to hit his growth he, yeah, spurt. Yeah, he definitely yeah. <laughs> hit his, his right weight class, but he needs to be in a taller uh, size bracket. Yeah, I mean, because I I think you know because we have you know uh, his list of attacks, and one of his attacks is the spinning turtle blade attack. At twelve hundred metric tons, you could do some damage. Oh right. yeah, you Punch know, especially just about anything. At such a small size, so he'd be almost like a like cannonball. A, yeah, a big old bullet. But I mean, if that's your only attack, like you'd better hope it works every single time. So he's gonna have to get sized up. Yeah. So I hope he makes an appearance. That would be. I fantastic. do too. I love Gamera, which is kind of why we're talking about him. Like because we're all big Gamera fans. He's so lovable. He is. Yes. He so, always means well. Your first uh, exposure to him, Tim. Yes. When was that, and how did he make you feel? So my first exposure... Show us on the camera where he touched you. Okay, okay, fine. He touched me in the guts. Um, the first time I saw Gamera was maybe three or four years ago, uh, and I had received the Blu-ray trilogy of 90s Gamera movies. And so I was like, I was super excited. I'd always heard about Gamera. I was like, okay, cool. I'll finally get to see what these are like. And I was fully expecting them to be really, really bad. Uh, and then I watched uh, the first two, and I found that I loved them because not only were they they were cheesy, but they weren't actually that bad. They were actually pretty enjoyable movies that had a good story arc, good pacing, like characters that appeared throughout the, the multiple movies. Um, the iteration of Gamera, I thought, actually looked really great. Um, and they pulled bad guys from the original lineup of Gamera with uh, with Gauss making a return appearance, who I feel like is one of the most iconic Gamera bad guys, having his like big, you know, goofy flat, Agreed. you know, yep. uh, baseball diamond sort of head, and he looked awesome. Like it's so weird to say this, but like Gauss is, is such a goofy looking kaiju in general, but comparing the '90s Gauss to the '60s Gauss is like. Oh my god, the 90s one is super cool. Mm-hmm. Like he looks yeah. just so rad. And I mean, the old one is just lovable. Like he's just so goofy and jumps around. He's got the crazy eyes and you know, he's shooting like yellow smoke out of his armpits and the movie doesn't actually bother to explain what that is. They're just <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, he's putting out the fire with his wind. And I'm like, wind doesn't look yellow or smoky. What? Uh, and so, you know, I, I was really surprised. I'm like, wow, I love this. I love Gamera movies. These are great. And so I, he I also had gotten... didn't swing on a pole. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that was a good part too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, Gauss is just ridiculous, but the, uh, 
the older movies I got later, I got the MST3K collection and I, I watched a few of those and I really liked those movies. I actually, I actually genuinely like Gamera the Invincible. Yes. It's I've, a good like, film. Just like uh, the original Godzilla film, I feel like, you know, the black and white era was trying to take like a more serious approach to the genre. It wasn't like so spoofy yet. It was still kind of like self-serious. And I think Godzilla is a bigger success in that department than Gamera. But I think that the original Gamera movie is really good. And it's very entertaining, even without the MST3K. Like, yeah. it's it's just a great time uh, overall. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of love that, uh, you know, it sort of mirrors MST3K because Gamera, uh, you know, they put him in a rocket and they shot him into space. Yeah. They shot him on, they were aiming him at Mars. Yeah, they're like, all right, Gamera, uh, go live in Mars. And all this whole time, I'm thinking, man, you know, if uh, we really shot Gamera to Mars, our Mars rover that just landed would just have, uh, you know, taken its first picture of Gamera. That, yeah, I didn't notice any in the picture that NASA was streaming live. I'm waiting, though. Yeah. But but the dust cover was still on, so That's true. we need to wait. Yeah. No, there might have been, been the, the overhead Gamera, like, right there, ready for the selfie. Yeah. Ready for his close up. Uh, but yeah, I think that. Godzilla movies took a little bit longer for me to realize I liked them. Um, I always just liked the monster design and everything. And I think that the the stage I'm at now with kaiju movies is I, I'm pretty much always game to watch them. Oh, yeah. I oh, don't yeah. love all of them. There's plenty that are just really hard to get through. Uh, but pretty much every Gamera movie I've watched, except for like Gamera versus Zigra, I think has been like entirely fun to watch. Like they're just, mm-hmm. they're just a good time. So Gamera makes me feel happy. It makes me feel joy and I feel safe because Gamera is the guardian of the universe. Well, and that's, I think one of the biggest things with Gamera, he's always had like, here is his straightforward who he is. Like, yeah, in the first one, he was kind of like wrecking shit up, but he was like, "Oh, I have this code of honor, and I'm not gonna, I'm gonna rescue this kid from this lighthouse that I collapsed." But I don't think he's evil. I kind of compare him to the Cloverfield monster, where it's just like this lost creature, like misplaced, waking up in a world it doesn't understand. It's like it's not willfully being destructive. Until things start attacking him, right. and then he fights back and defends himself. Well, right, and in the first Gamera movie, that was when Gamera was introduced. So you have, you know, the people don't know what this is. They don't know that 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 it's Gamera, and they don't know that this Gamera creature is a good, kind-hearted. It's a benevolent you know, force of nature. Uh, creature who wants to. Just wants to help. Yeah, they have no idea Gamera what its Gamera loves the are. children. Gamera does love the children. I mean, especially he really does. Children. Kenny! <laughs> Kenny! Kenny! Um, like in every Gamera movie, there is one child that, you know, especially in the 90s movies, there's like that one child that he kind of wargs with. He's like super tight. And yeah, but, you know, there's always a child that just kind of. I don't know, like captures Gamera's attention or just like, they have like Gamera, a mental... I believe in you. And, and Gamera Gamera's like, I believe in you back. too. You know, Random child number three, I love you too. <laughs> well, the thing that's weird is in the two 90s films we were talking about, Godzilla, Guardian of the Universe and Attack of Attack the Legion, of Legion, the person that he has like this connection with is Asagi Kusanagi. Which I think is one of the strengths of that series. Now, I haven't seen the third one. I believe she's in it, but... Yeah, we haven't watched it. We have the same collection. Yeah. We bought, like, seven years ago, and we just watched, like, 
in preparation for this. What happens is I always end up rewatching the first two, and then I never get to the third one because like then enough time goes by, and I'm like, oh, I should just watch the first two again. Um, but I she I, is in the third one. I really like that because the the random rotating cast of like little kids that Gamera bonds with is, I guess, fine to show that Gamera does love the children and he loves to take care of the little people, but. Also, I like that he actually had a connection with Asagi and it's mm-hmm. established throughout the movies and then Asagi sort of becomes like a responsible party in the movies to be like, okay, something's happening. I need to contact Gamera. Like, and, I need to call him. Right. The biggest thing, and I don't know, and I think watching the third one might actually explain this because it's the same actress, uh, Ayako Fujitani, in all three films playing the same character uh, of Asagi. Is why is it, you know, they could have like this mental connection, you know, similar to what we see in Ash's favorite movie, uh, E.T. They have like this psychic connection, but she also will, if he gets hurt, the same wounds will appear on her like fucking turtle stigmata. (laughs) <laughs> which <laughs> seriously which is not present in the original Gamera movie no that no. is like Gamera in yeah. the originals is just like I'm a friend and I care about you small child but in the I'm in here the 90s tri- yeah, in the Showa trilogy it's it is very much a linked like everything persona psych- psyche but like, when he heals himself nine. she heals as well she heals too mm-hmm. but it's it's weird it's like you don't normally see that type of thing I mean, like from like a sci-fi movie where it's like, you know, my avatar is in this, you know, computer simulation, mm-hmm. you know, and my like the Matrix, you know, I got punched in the ribs and now I'm spitting up blood, you know. So, yeah, like it's right. like that. But this isn't a simulation. So I think that's one of the more interesting aspects of his. I don't want to call it a a power, but more like an ability yeah, it's it's interesting because I'm not sure what Gamera benefits from the psychic connection with the child. I don't know if it's less about Gamera being able to form that connection with a kid or if it's Asagi that's able to be attuned to Gamera. Like, I, I think that's more I the thing. I think it's more Asagi like having this like susceptible, this like um, kind of symbiotic relationship yeah yeah, Yeah. to have a symbiotic relationship with Gamera and uh and to be able to reach out and connect to it just just based on her i think it's i was just gonna say it's it's one of those like he is or she is his human avatar right kind of like the like we Mm -hmm. talked about earlier the twins from mothra except she's an actual human although we might find out in the third film that she's not because again i haven't seen it so as far as we know she has she's a camera as well she's also a turtle a sagamara yeah a sagamara but you know this is a power that we don't see any other Mm. kaiju possess right Right. and she's able to speak on behalf of of gamera which ultimately keeps gamera safe it prevents people from attacking him because you know i'm sure not everyone is on the same page with hey yeah he's he's saving us he's He's a friendly giant destructive turtle monster right right? i swear you know like he's gonna he's gonna save us from these other monsters that are attacking our city and you know destroying the suburbs and you know eating people and stuff and, and doing yeah, all kinds of no good but i swear he's we, trying well to we nice. see that in the first in the first movie when uh when the gauss are, are flying around everywhere killing people eating people eating dogs fuck yeah. that guy yeah does um, the dog die.com yes yes yes. yes it does yeah it wasn't even 
But yeah, it's you know they decide all right, we have to go and kill Gamera first because Gamera's a bigger threat, and they're like, but Gamera's not killing people and eating them. Like Gauss is specifically seeking out people. Like yeah, kill. he is like they're smaller. For the moment, but they end up getting bigger and bigger because their their metabolism like, is insane. If yeah. Gamera happens to take a life, which I don't know if he really does, he but but I'm sure I'm sure he does. Destroying but it's, but it's, all those buildings, yeah, he but definitely in you know he's trying to save people, like he's trying to fight. It's like a oops, I kaiju. killed you. If you right, don't evacuate, right. it's your own problem. Right. I'm a right. giant it's, fucking turtle. I don't know any better. I can't avoid shit. I it's kind of like, you know, go. you're walking around and you step on a bug. Like, you don't mean to step on that bug. It wasn't but... your goal in walking down the street. Right. But it happened. Right. And and you and sometimes you feel bad. So but not all the time. I think, And I think that's where he really... Like, Godzilla's the same type of thing, and we see this, like, as he's changed over and over again. He's this force of nature... Sometimes it's because he just wants to destroy everything. Sometimes it's because he's protecting humanity. Sometimes it's just because he wants to prove that he's the alpha. But with Gamera, it's always been the same thing, with the exception of the first movie. But again, I don't think he was but again, I think evil. He was in the just first one. Confused. He was just, he was right, just he was misunderstood. Just right. He's like, I don't know where I am. I just woke up out of a fucking. And the iceberg. people didn't know what he was, and I'm assuming that well, this the, is not the, the first monster to attack these people. The Alaskan people knew who he was. They had, they like, had, well, they had right, drawings, right? Yeah. But you know, the the average population had no clue what the Gamera was. And see, that's where I kind of, except for kind Kenny, of, it kind Kenny's of frustrates me. One. Kenny, where Kirby. like because of like the the legality. And like the copyright laws and everything, it, you can never be like, "Oh, this is just as bad as when Godzilla came and wrecked our town," you know, because there was two different companies. But even after Toho picked him up, there was really never like, "Oh, this is like when Gamera was here." It's not like a Marvel thing where, you know, the TV shows reference, you know, like, the we call Avengers that a battles. callback. Like right. there, there really isn't any. Yeah, it's like, they oh, don't, don't you remember Godzilla. the? Uh, yeah, they don't reference Godzilla. Godzilla doesn't reference Gamera. Kong doesn't reference it. But you mean, which is maybe why they to. have never crossed over? Because it does seem like a no-brainer, especially after Toho was able to produce Gamera movies. Why wouldn't they have ever done like a mashup, or even in like Godzilla Final Wars to like have Gamera make an appearance? Because literally everything made an appearance. Yeah, in that even movie. Zilla. Yeah, even Zilla. And, you know, like Manda and like a ton of like really obscure kaiju. But like terrible, like garbage kaiju. Yeah. Like I want to see kaiju. like Gamera and Godzilla team up King like Wonder Caesar. Twin style. I love King And Caesar. just like. like have, have a fiend to fight. Well, I think that's going to be the plot of Kong versus Godzilla. They're going to fight each other and then realize that they and have to. Buddy up. Yeah, because that's generally how a versus movie goes. Right. When they're both. Which I think Quote, is a really good guys. I think it's a really good way for versus movies to go because it keeps it really interesting. You know, you mm-hmm. have monster A, monster B. They get to fight and then they team up against monster C. I mean, we saw that really uh, well done in the classic Rocky Three. True, where Rocky and Apollo team up and join forces against Mr. T. Right. So did he pity the fool? He did. He literally said that. No, I don't hate Balboa, but I pity the fool. Had to get it in there. He yeah, he can't be in the movie and not say his Trademark. catch line. Yeah. TM. But yeah, it's he's one of those characters that 
you know, it kind of ties in well with what we were talking about last week with Wreck-It Ralph. He's not a bad guy. He's just but drawn just that way. Sometimes the his actions cause devastation for those he cares about. Well, and he one one of the things I actually really enjoy about Gamera is that he doesn't have any really crazy abilities. Um, other than that one thing he does where he the, sucks in all his limbs and jets around yes. like a UFO. But other than that. Yeah, aside from that, but but that's kind of like my favorite. Part. That's literally the best thing because like, everybody Gamera doesn't expect it. He I think everyone needs to see Gamera the Invincible first. If they don't know anything about him because they need that WTF reveal of him just becoming a UFO. Right, but he... Because, like, you... Cause he and, just, like, but, but, and the blue lights coming out. Right. Well, it was black and white in that Right, one, right. But, but, but like, the, the lights the coming out. But on, then, like... It, he becomes a full UFO. And yes. then, even later, the people get lazy. And they're like, okay, everybody knows he's a UFO. We're just going to have him fly around like Superman and just use his two back leg ports as jets. And he'll just have his arms out looking all, looking all Superman-y because it's too much work to spin this. Kaiju. One thing I did notice, though, because, I mean, first... He does like that weird mana attack that he uses against Legion, where he shoots all the energy out of his chest. That's a weird. Yeah, that's thing. a weird thing. Uh, and he, apparently, in the third one, Revenge of Iris, he gets his arm cut off, but like it, he regrows it with plasma energy, and then shoots the arm at Iris. Wow, I need yeah. to watch that. So that's a weird so thing. Bad. But. In the original, in the original series, he didn't go too crazy. Like the no, UFO no, no. thing he, the was fire. really like the yeah. big thing, and he had, he had yeah, he had fire breath. Fire he breath. didn't have beams. He wasn't shooting lasers. He was just breathing fire, which I was right. like, you know, that's fine. That's totally like, yeah. Uh, turtles do that all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's super believable. I'm, well, I'm in. One of the things I was going to say is they, you know, and this was based on uh, what I based my kaiju design on. We see in the second movie when he's flying around. He has flippers, but when he's back on land and he needs to fight, he has like fingers and hands. Mm-hmm. So I don't know is if his is he like swapping out the limbs inside his shell? Yeah, like, like when he pulls the limbs in and out, he's got like other like three other sets of arms that he can just decide to to deploy whenever it's like he needs go them. go gadget flippers <laughs> right i don't know when you'd ever want flippers unless you're swimming but i mean well, he usually he, just, he does swim he usually too. just walks though right doesn't he, he yeah he just walks through the water unless he's flying like if he's or, flying or he flies through the, the water. flippers will help yeah you know little little aerodynamic or aquadynamic. and then when he's flying when he's swimming but one of his other hallmarks is the majority of time he spends underwater is him healing because he's been absolutely thrashed by whoever his opponent is he always gets his ass kicked yep like he'll sit there one gamma gets owned yeah like he's getting his arms cut off he's getting stabbed through the chest he's getting chopped up like especially uh was it gyron with the knife gyron the knife the knife one was brutal he really he really messed him up with the ninja stars and everything yeah up and then he comes back and then he's fine. Like he was getting the, the laser beams were slicing them open. Yeah. Gauss's laser beams are like the most effective laser beams in a kaiju movie. They yes. just cut shit off. They and are he, just perfect he's, slices. He's not very durable, but he is. He does have some impressive regenerative abilities. 
And like that's his like right, and he goes into like that coma state. Yeah, he loves where, naps. Yeah, oh, <laughs> where people are like they they think he's dead. Right, they're always like, oh no, Gamera's dead, and the kids like, no, you guys are stupid. Like he haven't this. you seen any of these other movies? God, guys, <laughs> wake up and smell the Gamera. He does this. Yeah, like that's his like, thing. This is, like, yeah, I was just saying, this is kind of his thing, guys. Come on. Although, like that's although. his signature move. Like the Undertaker has, you know, the 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 tombstone pile driver. He has the he has the, he has the nap. Yeah. But in the one movie where it was uh, Gamma versus Monster X, or uh, it had another name, Gamma versus Jiger, I think was the other name for it. Yeah. Um, the Jiger actually like injects him with something. He stabs him with his tail, and then Gamma turns completely white. And they do think that he's dead. And in that movie, I feel like it's justified because they're like, yeah, this yeah. has never happened before. He like completely turned white and just like sort of sank to the bottom of the ocean. And yeah, then the kids his... have to do like a, you know, magic school bus adventure and go inside Gamera's throat and like, you know, do an anatomy of Gamera and cut out all the infection that's in him. It's like super weird. But at least there, there's like a difference. So the kids even are like, I don't know. We don't think he's dead because we're kids and we're super optimistic. But everyone else thinking he's dead. He can't be dead. He's the hero. Right. We as the audience know, it's no way he's dead. But I like that they actually tried to mix it up on that one. And the other thing I like is... Um, one of the things that they've never really retconned until Gamera the Brave is it's always Gamera. It's never like Godzilla 1954 dies at the end of that movie. Like when Godzilla comes back in, you know, the subsequent films, it's a different Godzilla. Right. And he's died several times. Yeah, there's been a lot of movies where he'll die and the, the young one will either step up and, and grow bigger or, you know, what have you. But, yeah, Gamera's always OG Gamera. With the exception, again, of Gamera the Brave, where he sacrifices himself against a, a, a flock of Gaios, and then this little turtle named Toto eats a glowing egg and becomes Gamera and has, like, full Gamera powers. Although That's... the first time he gets his ass kicked, then he eats the glowing egg, then he gets the full gamma powers. So and... the first time he fought him, was he just like a regular turtle? Yeah, he was just like a little. He was like Tibby in the little <laughs> in the little bowl. <laughs> he tried so hard. Tibby, Tibby, spinning around. But yeah, like right. Yeah, I, I like that. That it, you always know it's the same mm-hmm. one, at least in the most of his movies. But to kind of touch on what we said earlier, because I know we're getting a little short on time, but we should be all right. Um, you know he you know about him not actively trying to cause problems but they're like oh look he saved Kenny from the tower the the lighthouse you know it's like yeah the lighthouse that got destroyed when Gamera fucking wrecked it right like you guys seem to have forgotten that he caused the problem but then did mitigate it but it's it like, was still a problem I helped this guy after he was shot. I removed the bullet and stitched up his wound. It's like, yeah, but you shot him. How was he shot? Well, I shot him. Uh, What? I don't know what to say. I helped him after he... I helped this guy with his concussion. How did he get a concussion? I threw him down the stairs. You know, it it, it is a lot like Wreck-It Ralph, right? Yeah, because Ralph wrecks things by accident, but he 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 tries to you know fix them or put them back together, mm-hmm. and and Gamera tries to help out the people that he hurts, and you know I definitely with a bias towards kids, but um you know I think that it's it is important that to know that Gamera always is on our side. Yes, and and unlike Godzilla, where Godzilla sometimes is the primary bad guy, and he is just he is just wrecking shit up. Like well, he's just beaming and, and yeah, and he, doesn't, ruining, he doesn't he doesn't give a towns. shit, especially. 
Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla yeah. will nuke you. Like, out of every fucking orifice, he'll nuke you. Yeah, he'll come up with new orifices to nuke you out of. Yeah, Gamera is just one of those, like, he's walking by, he's like, man, fuck this lighthouse in particular. And it's, oh, shit, there's a kid inside! Oh, hey, let me help you, kid. Sorry. Let me let me help you down. I didn't mean, I didn't know you were in there. That's my fault. I should have knocked. I didn't know that's what you were doing in there, Kenny. Sorry. It's my Kenny. bad. I get, I get confused sometimes. I call the kid Tibby. Oh. Like, fuck you, Tibby. <laughs> fuck you, Tibby. The turtle's like, hey, man, what the hell? She's like, Tibby's the turtle. I'm like... Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> so I think that's a, a pretty good in-depth discussion on who Gamera is, where he comes from, he's and why why fun. you should love him. Yeah, he is yeah, fun. You know what? Fun. It, it's like it's in the song, right? Scales, yeah. teeth, eyes, claws, something, something. Fun. fun. Shell, yeah. teeth, fun. eyes, flames, claws, breath, scales, fun. There you go. I, bro- I wrote it down earlier. I'm so glad you did because he's he's fun. He's fun more than anything else. He really is. It's just kind of, yeah, he's just in all of his, like, bizarreness. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, like, it's, it's really endearing. pretty freaking bizarre. It but, is. like, yes, exactly, endearing. Because in the first movie, we have a, like, Russian fighter jet just casually bringing a nuke somewhere. And it gets shot down and blows Gamera out of the ice. We don't really know how he got there. We don't know if he's, mm-hmm. like, a holdover from a prehistoric era or if he was, like, a mutant from, uh, you know, like bomb testing or something that happened because like godzilla it's pretty clearly explained that you know like godzilla saurus was this original creature yeah, they, they that got mutated changed that around a lot too first he's a prehistoric creature then he got then mutated, he got mutated. Then yeah. he's a mutated yeah. prehistoric creature but gamma they never really like explain it they're just like yeah he was trapped in ice and now, now he's, he's a not. part of the world <laughs> deal with it and we and, shot and, him into space and, he came and, back. oh do right. we deal with it right oh we oh we happily deal with it on the reg all right, so I think with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got some science. We've got some wine. We've got a battle. What? Well, maybe we should, because we also have some feedback. We do have a feedback that's so maybe we almost five minutes long. The science and We can wine. skip the science and wine for this we week. We can do some feedback. But we'll we do a feedback, a and we have a battle, and I think that's it. So we will be right back. Fueled by Tacos, Beer, and Bloody Marys, the only show featuring Baby Jesus with a nail gun, the pride of PA, and the show with the eye of the tiger, ladies and gentlemen, Punch Farm. Hey, this is Mark from Punch Farm. I'm here with Mark Dose. Hello. I'm here with Illusion. Hello. I'm here with Nikki. Hey. Join us every Monday as we talk about life, tacos, beer, and movies. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and punchfarm.com. Keep on punching! <laughs> Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday podcast. Good evening, future passengers. Are you ready to sit back, relax, and join us on a ride of epic proportions through the mystical land of randomness? Am I a serial killer if I eat Lucky Charms? What would it be like if horror characters ran a gym? Who would run spin class? When a shark jumps out of the water, is it like suffocating for that split second? So join us every week for a brand new derailment with Goobs, Ripkin, and Jenny Bean. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Derailers. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube. Have a great night or day, folks. Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house. Patrick Ray Hall. 
And we are back, and we are back with that sexy, sexy song from uh, Mr. Tiny White, the synthesidal maniac of the Deadites. So, we hope you enjoyed that uh, conversation we had. Uh, we do have a bit of feedback. Uh, we have one one whole feedback. And um, I want to preface this, because this person took the high road, which doesn't always happen on this show. I, We're all about the low road. Yes. So now, this is road. feedback from Mr. Steve Van Sampson, who, uh, Tim, you are very familiar with. I, I think I know that guy. And uh, he and I were chatting the other day, and I said, you know it would be great if you could send in a voicemail with, like, an embarrassing kid story of, like, something that Tim did when you oh, guys were younger. Oh, man. I think I might know what it is. Well, no, he didn't. He took oh, the high road. Wow. Yeah. He's like, I just sent in a normal voicemail. Because I was like, you know, it doesn't have to be anything terrible. You know, it's like, oh, do you remember when grandma saw you having sex with the Thanksgiving turkey? And, you know, you know, like really like no big deal. Stuff. You know, but it was like, you know, like, oh, I remember when you wanted you were four and you wanted to marry the neighbor's dog, you know, something like simple. But instead, he just left a less left us a voicemail with his uh, feelings on our uh, subject tonight. So, Wolfie, if you please. Hey, Throwdowners, how's it going? It's your old pal Steve Van Samson here, just calling with a random little voicemail, just just totally out of the blue, has nothing to do with tonight's guest, no, nothing like that, I, I just wanted to weigh in on, on tonight's topic of discussion, which, of course, is Gamera, Guardian of the Universe. Yes, Gamera, everyone's favorite daikaiju who isn't Godzilla. It's kind of weird how that is, right? I mean, seriously, there's a lot of monsters at this point, especially the, the really, really tall sort that pan every once in a while and, you know, fly and shoot energy crap out the front. There's just a lot. I couldn't even name them all if you asked me to. So why Gamera? What is it about Gamera that makes people love him so much? Why, why do so many people at this point put him so high on their list when essentially he's just a ripoff of Godzilla? Why is that? Well... After some pondering, I uh, came to the conclusion that it is it is due to a very specific thing, something that I will now coin the Goldblum factor. Yes, the Goldblum factor. That is when you, as a character, are just so ding dang huggable that basically nobody can contain themselves. The Goldblum factor has struck again, and here we have, just like with huggable Jeff Goldblum, the world loves Gamera. So anyway. Being as that is, I got to thinking, is Gamera the only daikaiju that possesses this coveted factor? Or are there others? So, I'm going to pose a question to the room here. What I'd like to do is ask you guys, each in turn, if there was one monster out there, let's just stick, you know, let's stick to the big building-sized daikaiju of Japanese movies. If there was one Japanese daikaiju that you could hug, which would it be? Would it be Gamera? Or is there yet another daikaiju? Well, let me tell you my personal answer. Um, it's not actually Gamera, but it's it's a different one. It's it's actually the the kaiju, the one and only kaiju, whose head is a literal stuffed animal. That's right. It's Mothra. Mothra. 
I would do anything to reach out and just hug that big, furry, fuzzy head. And even though I'm probably too small even just to get my arms around one of its eyeballs, it wouldn't matter. It really wouldn't. Because, you know, when those wings cascade down, oh my goodness, it's going to be like an entire tapestry of comfort wrapped all around you. And, and you're going to just be enveloped in snuggles and love for all time, even though it'll eventually end. It won't be literally forever. That's, that's, a, that's my answer anyway. So, uh, so what about you guys? What do you think? Um, if there was a, if there was a, a Japanese monster, and bear in mind, Wolfie does not count because a he's not Japanese, and I know he's extremely huggable, but let's let's be real, he would take all the votes. So Wolfie's out of it. Japanese monsters, who you gonna hug? That's my question. And on the converse of this, I'm gonna tell you right now who the last in order, the last Japanese monster I'm gonna hug, the number. Zero is going to definitely be uh, Gigan, because, you know, with those, like, churning stomach razor blades that he's got there, I mean, I mean that's going to be a bad time. I mean, those things are just going to, those, those are definitely going to leave a mark, and probably your entrails on the floor, so that'd be a bad time. Anyway, that's my stupid voicemail. Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely everybody out there, please check out. Mr. Mr. Apid Alchemy's awesome channel on YouTube. His chiptune metal is just, just the, just the tits. It's just the tits. I love it. I'd love it even if he was my brother. So do it. Van Sampson out. So, it is true. Uh, if he was uh, an option, Wolfie would get all the votes. So that was your, uh, that was your big reveal, Wolfie. So now you know. Wolfie is shaking his head knowingly. He knows what's up. I, I'm kind of disappointed. I thought it was something better than that. Being the most capable <laughs> of all kaiju? Well, I'm not a kaiju. Well, you know, you could be. I could I could see, like, some guy dressed up in a Wolfie suit tearing, tearing up uh, Tokyo. So, Ashes, I know you have a choice for this. I know he said specifically Japanese, but uh, I know you have a choice uh, because I posed this to you earlier, and I did not specify that it was Japanese. So what is your answer? Okay, so my 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 question is, is the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man considered a kaiju? You know, I feel like it's not Japanese, but it should be. I mean, it, it fills the requirement of being a large right? monster destroying a city. What else I do mean, you need? Clover, Cloverfield, the Clover Monster is a kaiju. So there it's, you go. So then, yes. So, I mean, I know he's not Japanese, but I'm going to make an exception because I feel like, you know, exception for creativity. And yeah, I'm going to go with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah. No, that's a great choice. Tim, how about you? So, so uh, Mr. Van Sampson definitely took my pick, which was Mothra. So, um, my second pick for Huggable Kaiju would be uh, Gezra, the jumping squid from <laughs> Space Amoeba. <laughs> nice. Because he is uh, just so goofy and so dopey. And every time he jumps, you can see the two parts of his suit threatening to just separate for all time. And, uh, and you know, I don't know. He just looks he just looks comfortable. Like, he looks like he's made out of a sleeping bag or something. And I, I don't know. I love him. I wish he was in more things, but yeah, uh, Space Amoeba is a great movie, and uh, Gezra the Jumping Squid is is my pick. So for me, I, uh, I I thought about this for a while, and there's a couple of different ones, and 
it's weird because at the time it's not really a kaiju, but it is kind of adorable and huggy. And I'm going to go with Dorats. Mainly because like they do seem like a like a fun little muppet thing. I mean, I know they turn into Ghidra, the the, the three-headed my, monster who is like very scary like and a bad. bad time. Monster Zero. Right. Um he's sitting there right in front of us. Right here. Yeah, that guy. Not Kermit the Frog. He's a different kaiju. Kermit the Frog is a different kind of kaiju. Um, but that's none of his business. That's true. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that. As far as least huggable, uh, to me, it's between the smog monster and Angerus. Yeah, actually, my least huggable would be Angerus. He's got a lot Angerus. of spikes. Yeah, that was that was my thought. Real painful. How about you? See, I feel like my least huggable would be Mothra. Just I don't like I, bugs. I don't like bugs. Yeah. And like moths have like that filmy that powdery. So That's like actually would, her final would, attack that I was yeah, telling that's you about. That's like earlier. how yeah, she like right, finally yeah. goes out and like electrocutes people with that dust. Yeah, and then like that that kills her. Right, like but I just, just just on the softness factor, she's the only kaiju that straight up is like fuzzy and cutesy. Oh, okay. and looks Caesar's like a stuffed fuzzy. animal. Yeah, you're right. He has and a mane. Gabra. He has a mane. Gabra has like that cat mouth. Can't picture him. He's like that weird green thing. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, Mothra, huh? Least huggable. Yeah, so thank you for that. And leave us, you know, if you have a, a most or least huggable kaiju, and, again, you know, it doesn't have to specifically be Japanese. Like, if you want to ex- expand it to, you know, different different countries, you know, maybe you think some of the trolls from Troll Hunter are, are, are cute and snuggly and you want to hug one of them. By all means, go for it, even though that's Norwegian and not Japanese. But uh, we are going to accept a very broad uh, definition of kaiju. But uh, what we have, do you know what time it is? I think I know what time it is. It's time to throw down. Ah! Wolfie, if you please. So, Ashes, you uh, you have a battle this week. Oh, do I have a battle for you all, and we're not going to forget to post it this time. We have our Kaiju Karate Calamity. We, we have... will be spelling Calamity with a C. No, with a K. Oh, oh no, we don't, no, 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 with a C, with a C, with a C. With a C. No, with a C, you're correct. Don't acronym that. Correct, correct with a C, too. Um, no more case. Uh, anyways, we have Gamera versus King Kong versus, how do I say that word? Angerous. Angerous. Least tuggable. Versus Gorosaurus. We wanted to throw in, because we were coming up with this, we were like, well, what about, let's, oh, Godzilla. And it's like, no, because everyone's going to pick Godzilla. I want to have some... Like B tier, B team, yeah, yeah, like second tier kaiju, the like, second bananas, right? All the kaiju were kung fu fighting. Like the guys that don't, <laughs> the guys that don't get top billing. I mean, Gorosaurus has. I showed you the gif of Gorosaurus yes. fighting. He fucking drop kicked King Kong, which was pretty awesome. That's sick. 
I've never seen that one. Um, but yeah, they're not upper level because then that's too easy. It's like, oh, I will take Godzilla over everyone. So obviously, we're talking about like a, a last man standing. Yeah, it's Who a Royal Rumble. Who's going to win? It's going to be. They don't necessarily have to do karate, but but I it feel would be like, awesome if they did. I feel like you know drop kicks and you know some of the moves Gamera can do. Drop kicks are fierce. You know they're they're severely underrated. He leans back on true. his tail and just bam, boom, like a nice old donkey. And I think that uh, I think that Kong Kong definitely has some uh, some fighting chops. Uh, like I think he's the early favorite, but he's also not as big and doesn't have any type of energy projection like Gamera does. So everybody's got their own strengths and weaknesses, and I think we kind of covered Gamera's strengths and weaknesses. Uh, pretty pretty well. So Kong is very famous, and if you don't know who the other two are, look them up. They're very fun, and they've fought Godzilla. They fought Kong. Like they're in a lot of different movies throughout the uh, Godzilla universe. So, um, I want to thank you, Tim, for joining us two weeks in a row. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, we will undo your restraints now. You can oh finally go God, home. My wrists. Uh, I tell, can't feel anything. Tell the folks where they can find you out in the uh, the uh, World Wide Web. Uh, yeah, so out in the Wild Web, you can find my stuff. I go by 8-Bit Alchemy um, pretty much everywhere. So you can find me on YouTube primarily, but I also have a page on uh, SoundCloud. And I will be uh, actually finishing up my first full-length original album uh soon and that will be on Bandcamp, and that's going to be called uh mega man omega uh so that is actually like a kind of i i basically took the inspiration from like what mega man games music sound like and i kind of just created an entire soundtrack of original music to fill out a game that doesn't exist and that game is called mega man omega um so yeah you can find all my stuff on youtube um under 8-bit alchemy yeah, and we will post links in the Facebook group, uh, starting with last week's episode. So they're already there. So Great. if you miss them, we'll post more. We'll post on Twitter. We'll do all that stuff because that's what we like to do. We like to promote folks. Um, next week, uh, we're not going to tell you what we're doing next week because it's a surprise to even us. So uh, I have an idea. All right. Well, tell me off air. Don't say it on air. I'm not going to say it on okay. air, but I have an idea. All right. So, I think with that being said, we We will will see you next Thursday. Thursday.